We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into another edition of the Soft Verbal Podcast presented by the College Corner. I'm Neil McCready, Zach Barry with me here today as well. You'll see Zach here in a moment. There he is, like magic. We will, uh, first time we've been, we missed last week because I was coming back from uh, Fayetteville. It's not in a mood to do a podcast in addition to being on the road and didn't get back until late. So uh, we'll catch up a little bit. We'll take rebelgrove.com subscriber questions. If you would like to subscribe to rebelgrove.com so that you can submit subscriber questions, that would be awesome. Go to rebelgrove.com. It's part of the Rivals Network. The price of an annual Rebel Grove subscription is the exact same as it was during the Pierce administration, also the Buchanan administration. Uh, It did not go up during the uh, Eisenhower administration, the Kennedy administration, the Ford administration, the Trump administration, the Biden administration. It might never go up. So you can get in. Today, for the same low, low price, and if you subscribe month on an annual, it's even lower than that. $8 and change a month. Can't even get a sandwich for that. So uh, we'll talk about a number of things in recruiting. First, I want to tell you that we're brought to you by the College Corner. It's your one-stop Rebel Shop, two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. The College Corner is next to Fleet Feet and Flowood. It's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, it's not a problem. You can visit the College Corner at collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Whether you're tailgating in Oxford or home gating with friends and family, the College Corner has you covered for game day with the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. I'm coming to you from the Clark Ford Studios. Clark Ford is in Amory, Mississippi. 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes. Right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote, and the rest is completely up to you. You can shop that quote around, or you can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. 662-257-1900. Zachary, how are you? Neil, doing well. Uh, I wanted to ask you before we started, I was talking with uh, Brian the other day and, and he said that um, he thought that um, it was, it was kind of unfair. A lot of people kind of label you as being weird. Yeah. But like weird in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to ask you like, who do you think on the staff at Rebel Grove is the weirdest? Brian said this to you. 
Yeah. Well, you know, I, I didn't hear that. Um, you know, I don't really know how, um, how weird could be a good thing. Um, he said it was supposed to be like a compliment. Oh, well, yeah. like in a good way. Yeah, I don't really know how weird could be a good thing or a compliment. So, um, but I mean, Brian's weird. Um, okay. Yeah. It's not, yeah. That's about it. Um, I don't really know how, but I mean that in a good way as a compliment. Okay. All right. I'll tell him. It was an odd moment in the press conference today. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where, and we'll probably talk about this some tonight on hand raise guys. It's one of those things where sometimes people in my field have a really hard time reading the room. You know, you you walk into a room and you, you want to feel the room, how different people impact the room. And if you've covered Lane Kiffin for, I don't know, more than a day, you sort of get the sense that that environment, the team room talking to local media, is not his favorite part of the job. Yeah. I, I, I dare say if Lane Kiffin weren't paid roughly $5 million a year, that he probably wouldn't do that on his own volition. Okay, that's just me thinking out loud. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. I'm pretty sure. And when you ask questions like that in that setting – where it's already fairly awkward. What do you? What is your anticipation that that's going to make it less awkward? That that's going to be a um icebreaker. And then further, further, since you bring it up, I'm going to read you the entire quote from Henry Parrish the other day. Which, by the way, he. Some of the best quotes I've ever heard. Really good quotes. Yeah, I was I was very pleased with what I what I heard. Um, but I I I did a story on Henry Parrish yesterday, and I included in my tweet that he I said he's also a pretty good quote. He said today he was going wherever Lane Kiffin coached. Here's the quote. Okay, here's the quote in context. It's just Coach Kiffin. Everybody loves Coach Kiffin. He's not like other coaches. He's himself. Everybody thinks he's weird and all that, but he's a good coach, you know, very chill. Yeah, end quote. That's the whole quote. He didn't say that he thinks Lane Kiffin is, quote, weird. He said everybody thinks he's weird and all that, but he's a good coach, you know, very chill. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So included in all of that was a lot more of what he really said. And when you leave that context out, first of all, the question was a bad idea. But when you leave that context out, it takes a really bad idea and completely, and it's executed very poorly and awkwardly. And and again, you, you have to read the room and understand that that's not, that's not what Lane Kiffin That's not how you get him to kind of open up and give you anything worthwhile in that setting. I guess it was just a shot in the dark, throw something against the wall, see if it sticks kind of thing. We're like, maybe Kiffin would open up and say something funny, but 
I don't know. The, but what the about brief that? Time, yeah, but what about that setting so far? And we've seen a few of these. What in that setting leads you to believe that you know what this guy's just about to open up with us? He really likes us, and it's just a matter of time before we're just mucking it up in here. That I, look, I'll say, I'll say this: that question might have worked if it was one on one or a smaller group. But when it's after practice and he's in there because, you know, he, the Marshawn Lynch, I'm just here so I don't get fined. Yeah, yeah. He's not going to entertain it. I mean, no. the brief time that I spent in a, in a room where you're doing, you know, an interview atmosphere like that, where you're asking questions, we say it all the time with recruiting. If you don't know, it's okay to say you don't know. Yes. In a setting like that, if you don't feel like you have a good question, it's okay to not ask one. You don't have to ask it. Yeah, it's it's again, it's reading the room. That room. I mean, the only way that question would have worked, okay, is if his answer had been, "Yeah, you know, I guess I'm kind of a weird guy, but here's my." But what in the world makes you think that Lane Kiffin's going to do that for you? Yeah. The, Listen, the list of people out there that might solicit that type of an answer from Lane Kiffin, it's, it's like Dan Lebitard, Dan Patrick. Um, Scott Van Pelt. Yeah, Scott Van Pelt's a very good example. Um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're, about, we're about out of names at this point. He's not even going to give that to Paul Feinbaum. He might, no. might come closer with Paul. He might come closer with some radio people that he knows, national people. But the local yeah. guy, the new guy from Tupelo, no, 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 no. I mean, at least ask about the backup quarterback situation. <laughs> and at what point, at what point does it become obvious that he's not answering that either? Hey, you know, can only help people so much, Neil. And I know people say, well, if you don't ask him anything, there's nothing. And I get it. That's okay sometimes. And sometimes it's okay to just. We're trying to help, you know. It's That's all we're trying to do. It's Thursday in fall camp. How much has changed since Tuesday? Not much. Yeah. Not, not much. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'll say this before we get into yeah. questions. Yeah. We're talking about trying to help people. Yeah. I can tell you about other folks that are trying to help. Okay. And that's uh, the good folks at Lamar Yard, uh, proud sponsor of the Soft Verbal, uh, Oxford's indoor-outdoor restaurant, bar, and entertainment space on South Lamar in Oxford, 10,000 square feet of indoor space, three-quarters of an acre of outdoor space, full-stage indoor-outdoor projectors, three bars, a children's playground, and parking on site for you to come and enjoy open fire barbecue and more. And you can now contact Lamar Yard and ask about their catering and private event rental options. Perfect for that next big celebration and or your party in the Grove this fall. They are your quintessential family at Pet Friendly Venue, and they look forward to hosting you soon. Check out more at LamarYard.com. Podcast also brought to you by Kelly English Restaurant Group. The renowned chef and his team now offer nationwide shipping and virtual cooking classes with Cooking with Kelly. You can learn more about the nationwide shipping at irisetc.com, and then you can book a virtual cooking class at table22.com slash iris. When you do that, make sure to use promo code SOFTVERBAL21, all caps, for half off your first month of Cooking with Kelly. Podcast also brought to you by Cherokee Valley Golf Course, the uh, 
fantastic 18-hole course in Olive Branch, Mississippi. Cody Allen and the rest of the crew want you to come check out the challenge of their wide Zoiza fairways and their large Bermuda greens. They have two putting greens, a driving range, and a chipping green to tighten up your short game and get everything else dialed in before you hit the links. Book a tee time online at olivebranchgolf.com or call them at 662-893-4444. All right, two questions in the thread before we get into the questions at rebelgrove.com. Andrew Parks wants to know who's got the best body on the hoof, <laughs> Zach or Neil? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, we, we both have different kinds of bodies on the hoof. You're, you're, you're probably better off than I am. You're a little young. You got a little, got a little more youth on your side. Yeah. Um, We're we, we we hit both like one of you know one's built for speed one's built for comfort so you know yeah well i'm certainly not built for speed um <laughs> i can run a long distance for a long time very 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 slowly uh, what was the other one uh, the, the other one was zach are you going to kroger tonight this is gulf coast rev he wants to know are you going to kroger tonight for uh, hand raise guys <laughs> I told everybody I flipped to Publix. Um, oh, I love Publix, man! I've shut everything down. The, the the recruitment's over. It's it's all it's all Publix now, baby. If you went to Publix, what question would we even be asking people tonight? Um, I mean, the cheese selection at Publix blows away Kroger, uh, which is saying something because Kroger does actually have a decent cheese selection. Um, I feel like I feel like there. You know, I do get the majority of my protein from from Greg at LBs. Whenever yeah. I get a chance, he uh, he loads me up, so I'm good for about two months or so. But I'll, I'll usually no free ads, but I'll give them a free ad here. Their brown sugar salmon is some of the best fish that I've ever had, and that includes restaurants. You talking about Publix or LBs? Yeah, Publix. Publix, yeah, they they do this brown sugar glaze, and I mean, you have to do nothing. It's it's fantastic. So, I could talk to people about that. I could talk about. We could ask them if they think the balls are back. We could. Um, I don't really know if it'd work here, but you know, a lot of moving parts in Memphis right now. Tiger basketball is is a buzz again. I mean, if you have Jeffrey on tonight, you can talk to him about that. Um. I'll say this: When I went to the Iverson Classic, this is this is this is topical. Okay. So Rasheed Wallace, for those that don't know, he was hired by Penny. Um, I sat behind the bench on Deshaun Ruffin's team, and Rasheed Wallace is one of the coaches. And I asked Rasheed what he thought of Deshaun Ruffin's game, and he was very complimentary of of, of Mr. Ruffin. Um, so he uh, he's I think I think I can't remember what he actually said. He said something like. You know he's little, but but he can get a bucket. Um, yeah, Mr. Wallace was very nice. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Pen, Penny's making noise there in Memphis. I don't think that would be as exciting as are the Vols back or what do you think of the cheese selection? The cheese selection mm-hmm. would be good. Like what when when you go, if you can only have one cheese, what cheese do you get? Yeah, that's that. What is your what is your go to cheese? Do you have one? Oh, mine. Um. Just in general or yeah. for like a cheese board? No, just in general, you get one cheese for the night. Probably pepper jack. Yeah. Pretty versatile. Put it, if you shred it, you can put it on veggies, something else. If you For a sandwich, it's it's. It's got a nice melting pretty, point. Yeah. 
pretty strong. Get a little bite on a sandwich. So, yeah, I'd probably go pepper jack. All right. It's scintillating. Here we go. All right. Uh, <laughs> I would go that too. I like, I like spicy cheese. Yeah. All right. Peter Vinkman wants to know, what's the story on J.C. French? You actually wrote a story on J.C. French, I think, yesterday. Um, yeah. This week. This week for sure. Uh, yeah. Is he a real sleeper that our staff is after hard, referring to the Ole Miss staff, or is he sort of this year's version of Maddox Cop? I like his film, Peter says, but his offer list is a little underwhelming. I mean, I don't know if he's really a sleeper because they've offered him and he's been on campus and he's been to several places. Um, if you read the story, he had a pretty busy summer. Went kind of all over the place. Um, to Duke and to North Carolina and to Memphis and to Ole Miss. And then uh, West Virginia. He also went up to Morgantown. Morgantown, yep. Um, I mean, he didn't come out and flat out say it, but it from how he was talking and the answers he was giving, it seems like it's down to Memphis and Ole Miss. Um, says he really likes everything about what Jeff Levy and uh, quarterback assistant, I believe it's Matt Holacek. I think that's right. I think that's right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, says he likes what they tell him about the offense. And he gave a, a, a pretty well thought out answer, but he said that the leadership qualities and the topic of leadership in general was something that he really enjoyed with how they framed being a leader on a team and not just like, Oh, you're the quarterback. You're the leader of the offense. I mean, it was more of like a locker room style. And he said that he likes the way that they talked about being a leader and he, you know, made that akin to helping him grow as a person, you know, not just a football player. Um, he was very complimentary of Memphis, though. He said uh, Silverfield and the uh, OC are recruiting him hard. Um, said that he was going to kind of commit when he feels like it's right. He's not going to wait till the end of his senior season. So he said that it'll be, uh, you know, when he feels like it is time for him to make a decision, he will do it. Uh, he did say he's going to try to come back to uh, at least one game. And then I think he said he's going to try to go to the one in Atlanta against Louisville, the opener, uh, being a local kid. Okay, on quarterbacks, I'm going to get back to Michael Scarn's question in a minute because it's not quarterback related. But NBA 07 in Dallas, which I would assume that means someone who got a Master's of Business Administration in 2007, who now lives in Dallas. Nice. That's congrats. What I, that's what I, hey, congrats, yeah. Uh, he says, do you see a situation where Ole Miss doesn't take a high school quarterback this season and only signs a transfer quarterback? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. That's in the cards. If they find someone that they think can come in and compete right away and they don't love a high school prospect, then yeah, absolutely. I think there's a pepper Jack is a, I love pepper Jack. I do. Um, it's another good cheese. Yeah, pepper jack. I don't know. Um, I mean, we could be funny here. Look, Jack Miller's the name that's out there. It's the Ohio State quarterback, one of the Ohio State quarterbacks. They've got other quarterbacks coming in. He's got Ole Miss ties. I think his sister is at Ole Miss right now. The, na- the name's out there. Um, I don't think there's anything <laughs> imminent, obviously, because, well, duh, it's August the 19th. But – Listen, I think they're going to sign a transfer quarterback. Now, they could sign a high school quarterback also, but this is where you get into that thing of you'd like to sign a high school quarterback every year, 
But you don't sign a high school quarterback if you don't think he can play. You're better off saving the scholarship. You don't just do it to do it in today's environment where guys can transfer once with no penalty. Yeah. And and if they think that they have a shot or they – because, look, I mean, I think Ryan Day hasn't said it, but I think C.J. Stroud's the starting quarterback at Ohio State. And then they've got the other kid coming in from Texas who already has the NIL deal and all that stuff. And, again, look, there's more programs than Ohio State. I mean, we talk about Miller because that's the name that's already out there. I don't feel like this is a, a crazy prediction to say that at the end of the season there will be other quarterbacks in the transfer portal. I feel yeah. I feel remarkably safe with that prediction. Now, will any of those be of interest to Lane Kiffin and, and Jeff Lebby if he's still at Ole Miss or who? I don't know. Potentially, um, I'll give you a, I'll give you a wild card that I've okay thought about a couple times because. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't talked to him. I don't know what he thinks about the uh, the new offense in Orlando. But what would what would stop Dylan Gabriel from leaving UCF and reuniting with with Jeff Levy for one year before trying to go pro? I mean, nothing. And you know, UCF just I think Joey Gatewood's on campus today. You know, and, and makes makes perfect sense. So yeah, there's so many things out there. It's it's why when. And this is not knocking fans at all because I would I would be asking the same thing. It's 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 not like I mean I'm a major league baseball fan, so you know when when I think okay, well who could the Cubs go after in free agency? I can pull up a list of guys who will be a free agent at the end of the season, and it's somewhat definitive, right? Because it's guys whose mm-hmm. contracts expire at the end of the season, and they 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 will be free agents. Right. You can't do that with college football because there will be guys in the portal come December who are not in the portal today, and there's no reason to believe today that they'll be in the portal. But the season will happen. There will be surprises, and there will be coaches who get fired, and there will be coaches who get hired away from one job to go to another job, and all of those things, and that's going to create even more market volatility. And, yeah, like Mm -hmm. the example you just set is a good one. I mean, that would make sense. Where if he goes, hey, you know what? I'm 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 not comfortable with Malzahn's offense in terms of preparing me for the NFL. And we're just and again, I have zero idea whether this is even a remotely real thing. But where he could go, you know, I'm I'm going to look around. And when he looked around, that would be one of the places that I'm sure he would look because he is familiar. And there would be other people that would be after him as well. So who knows? I mean. It could be somebody who's at an Alabama or an Oklahoma or a USC or whatever who gets a little lost in the shuffle. Or it could be a guy who tears it up at a Bowling Green or a Ohio who goes, you know what, I'm, I'm going to move up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play at a higher level. I have no idea. I do think yeah. – I do think – and then here's the other part of this. I don't think them signing a transfer quarterback should be seen as an indictment of Luke Altmaier. I, I really don't. Nah. I, I think it would just be a, a sign of, hey, we got to have a deeper quarterback room. And if you yeah. bring if you bring in a guy, especially with just one year of eligibility left, it might be your way of saying, we like Altmaier, we don't think he's quite ready. Yeah. And, and before people ask in the thread, it's not in, you know, a sign of how they feel things are going with Arch Manning. They're they're going to recruit 
no matter what he's doing or when he's deciding. And on the flip side, Arch is probably not going to care who they sign or who's already there because he's a five-star prospect and those types of players are extremely confident in their ability and they're not going to care. All right. I, uh, I, I skipped over Michael Scarn. I would hereby like to apologize to Michael for the, that, that skip and come back to him and say, he asked Bryson Hurst, he says, will announce on August the 25th. What are Ole Miss's chances? And also what are the odds of a top 15 class? Bryson Hurst, first of all. Yeah, announcing what today's the nineteenth, so yeah, six, so six days, days from now. Mm-hmm. Next, next um, uh, Wednesday. I think Ole Miss is the favorite right now. I do too. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that he's warmed up considerably to Jake Thornton. Um, visited twice this summer. Uh, the last visit was with his mother. Um, Jake Thornton has made him a priority in this class. And I think that Bryson has uh, noticed that. And I think that, um, I think if, you know, if if you had to, I mean, my, my future cast is already in. So I would say if you made me pick, I mean, I've already picked. So um, yeah, as of today, I think Ole Miss is the favorite for his commitment. Um, you mentioned, uh, you, you mentioned Kroger, by the way, uh, you mentioned LBs. I was in LBs yesterday. Greg was, feeding the Ole Miss football team last night. And, uh, okay. Yeah. And so he, 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 I said, what are you serving? And he was telling me all, all about it. This was their snack, by the way. Their snack was two meats. Um, it was two meats, macaroni and cheese, green beans, baked beans, and something. That was the snack. That's more than I eat for in a week. But anyway, he goes, hey, yeah. you, you want to try some of the pork loin? And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? And he had it on the smoker in the back had some of that Hoover sauce that Greg really is high on. Um, and it is really good. And he brought me out a couple of uh, pretty thin slices of the pork loin mm-hmm. sm- smoked in that, um, in that Hoover sauce. It's, it was absolutely fantastic in large part because Greg really knows what he's doing. And also because they get the absolute best meats there at LB's it's 2008 university Avenue in Oxford Yes, it makes a big difference. It's right across the street from Kroger, but their product is so much better than Kroger. It's just high quality. It's fantastic. You owe it to yourself to try it. I almost hate to say this out loud, Zach, because people will go buy it, and then I'll go get some. I'll go to get some this weekend, and they won't be there, and it'll be my own damn fault. But he has these big wings. I don't know about you, but I love mm. I love wings. If you told me I had one week left to live, I would probably have wings three or four of that days of that week. It's one of my favorite things. And they have these big wings that are just fantastic. You can't get them anywhere else. They're they're just absolutely great. Two thousand eight, University Avenue in Oxford, right across from LB's, uh, whether it's pork or chicken or beef. Uh, seafood, got salmon, had a beautiful grouper in there yesterday. Whatever it is you're looking for, they've got the stuffed mushrooms, the stuffed jalapeno poppers, um, the uh, asparagus wrapped, the bacon wrapped asparagus, all sorts of stuff. The uh, house made sausages. Don't forget when you walk in on the left side, he's got his freezer over there. Grab something out of the freezer. It's two dollars off. And also tell him that you heard about uh, LB's here on the Soft Verbal. You heard about it on uh, the Oxford Exxon podcast. 
whatever, just say Neil and Zach or Neil or Zach or whatever sent you there. He might even throw a little something extra in your sack there from uh, LB's. You'll absolutely love it. We're also brought to you by Daniel Barfield, Barfield Wealth Management. Founded in 2000, Daniel Barfield's been serving individuals and businesses in the Oxford and North Mississippi area for more than 20 years. He carries both CFP and CPA designations. He's affiliated with the Advisors Resource Council. It's a registered investment advisory firm with offices in Oxford, New Orleans, Dallas, and the surrounding areas. Daniel and his staff offer comprehensive financial planning, including investment management, estate and tax planning, insurance planning, and business retirement plans. He wants to thank his current clients for putting the trust in him and his firm, and he welcomes all new clients interested in learning how BWM can help achieve their financial goals. Get in contact with Daniel at 662-236-6454 or visit his site, barfieldwealthmanagement.com. All right, Zach, got lots of questions today, so let's get back to a couple of them. Real quick, Neil. Yeah. Somewhat breaking news here. Uh Uh-oh. Brian Maurer, Tennessee quarterback, has announced that he will enter the transfer portal. See, there you go. And he had an offer. Uh, he's in the 2019 class okay. at a Westport High School in Ocala. He yep. did have a scholarship offer from one Florida Atlantic University. So, oh. There you go. There's another name to watch. So, yeah. So are you re- All right, let's get to the you're, you're reporting that Brian Maurer is transferring to Ole Miss. Is that what you're saying? You're, 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 <laughs> you're reporting that right yeah. now, right here on the show? Now, Rivals, the official portal Twitter account said he's not officially in the portal yet, but he tweeted out a whole image with a write-up thanking Tennessee. So, oh, okay. Thanking all members of the Vol Navy, everybody at Calhoun's. I would like to say this. I would like for everyone to respect his decision. That, that That's important to me. Respect this decision. Yeah. For everyone that's quick to run and disrespect it immediately, yeah. please refrain. Would that be trolling on my part if, if, as soon as someone posted something if I ran in to disrespect the decision? If, if I said, I, I would like to, before you ask me to respect it, I would like to disrespect this decision. All right. Uh, as I lay dying says, five linebackers on Ole Miss's radar. Can you name five linebackers on Ole Miss's radar? Ready? Go. Um, let's see. Well, Trayvon Williams for sure. Um, Committed to Florida State. I know you and I both have said we do not think that he will end up there. Um, I don't. And he's a hybrid. He can play defensive ends. He's big, but, I mean, he's an outside linebacker type player. Um, Tyler Banks, kid from uh, from Virginia that visited. Uh, he is narrowing things down as we speak. Or not as we speak. He did it recently. Um Ole Miss was included. I think Ole Miss is involved there. Um, hmm. I still think they're going to continue to recruit um, Jaron Willis. He's from Georgia. Um, a lot of people thought he was going to decommit from Georgia Tech. Florida State was kind of in the mix as possibly flipping there. He said that he was sticking with Georgia Tech. Uh, I, I still think Ole Miss is going to continue to recruit him. Um, how many is that? Three. Yes, three. Uh, let's see. I mean, 
we're probably going to get to this type of answer eventually with the questions, but I do think that things are going to open up once the season starts and games are being played. Um, I think uh, Ole Miss's product on the field is going to help them. Um, yeah, I mean, that's probably the three that I feel the most comfortable mentioning right now. Okay. There's going to be some names that are going to pop up. He says after um, after Cushman, Gagafian, and Hurst, where does Ole Miss turn to on the offensive line? Is it strictly JUCO, Portal, or do they add another high school offensive lineman? It's, I, I mean, this is going to sound like a stock answer, and it kind of is, but it's the truth. They're going to take the best available player. Yeah. Um, somebody that they've evaluated that thinks can come in and help them. Uh, another linebacker I forgot to mention, Taylor Love. He's from okay. Opelika, Alabama. Um, I mean, if, if you want me to give you a name offensive lineman-wise, I mean, Percy Lewis, the big offensive tackle from Gulf Coast Community College. He's committed to Oregon, but they're battling with Mississippi State, Auburn, and Missouri right now to try to flip him. I mean, that's probably a guy that's pretty high on their board. But, yeah, I mean, they're – yeah. Best available. They're not going to care where they're ranked, who they're committed to, where they're from. It's they evaluated them. Do they want them? Okay, let's go get them. That's that's going to be how it goes. And the same answer really applies to uh, he says how JUCO transfer heavy does Ole Miss go in the interior defensive line? They, it's got to have players who can play. I mean, as simple as that. I mean, they, they, you got it. They're going to have to at some point find impactful players there to to break through and make the next step. Uh, They've got two big ones already committed. So yeah. Speaking of, uh, he says, "What are the odds of this is tailgate rebel?" I'm going to assume really likes the tailgate. What are the odds of Jaheim Otis and Kamari Rogers staying home? I'll, I'll, I'll assume that he means signing with Ole Miss. Yeah, I mean, I would say, I think Rogers is more likely right now. But I don't think they're out of it for Jaheim Otis at all. Um, I just think Otis would be more likely to stick with Bama than Rodgers would be to stick with Miami. Um, you know, talking about games being played and the product on the field being, you know, intriguing. Um, you know, what happens if Miami, you know, doesn't really play that well, or um, you know, Ole Miss plays well. Kamari Rogers is looking at a lot of young guys playing in that secondary. I know that y'all have talked about it on the Oxford Exxon podcast. Lane Kiffin's talked about it in press conferences about how a lot of the younger DBs have really shown out in camp. So um, that's going to be something that's enticing. And then, yeah, I mean, Jaheim Otis, there's going to be a ton of playing time available at Ole Miss. Um, I'd probably venture to say more so at Ole Miss than at Alabama, um, just with how well Alabama recruits. So, um, yeah, if you made me pick one, I'd say I think Kamari Rogers stays in Mississippi, um, but just because it's Alabama and who can blame Jaheim Otis for going there. Uh, Masi wants to know, is there any possibility of getting another visit from Luther Burden? Yeah, I mean, they, I think they're trying to get him to officially visit. I mean, right now, um, for those that aren't in the know, the East St. Louis product decommitted from Oklahoma earlier this week. Um, Georgia and Missouri are the front runners right now. I think the edge is to Missouri. Um, but yeah, I mean, Ole Miss is probably running third, maybe fourth. I don't know who the other team would be, but Ole Miss is definitely in there. Um, again, 
that offense gets on the field, Braylon Sanders puts up some big numbers. Ontario Drummond puts up some big numbers. It's going to start to, you know, recruit itself at that position once the season gets going, in my opinion. Tika Reb wants to know, and I assume that's how you say that, T-E-C-A Reb, any uh, recent update on Antonio Williams? No, I, he doesn't really talk much. Um, he's not a super vocal guy, um, but I mean, I think Ole Miss is in it. Um, I've mentioned that Clemson is kind of hanging around. Um, if they extend an offer, that could certainly change things with their ability to put receivers in the NFL. But I mean, Ole Miss is, has got, you know, the same argument to make there um, with AJ Brown, DK Metcalf, Elijah Moore. Um, you know, they can, they can put that up there and say, Hey, you know, we, we put guys in the league too. Um, you know, Murphy Holloway's his stepfather. Everybody knows that at this point, I think um, his mother's from Oxford. Um, I think uh, once he starts to dwindle um, that list down, trim it down to a couple, you know, top three, top five, I think Ole Miss is absolutely in it. Hattiesburg Reb switching gears a little bit says best guess on the next basketball recruit. He wants to know, do you think it's Justin Reed's son? And also, what's the latest on Nick Cole? Hmm. Next basketball recruit. I don't know. I'm, I'm freely admitted. I, I don't know. Yeah, I've not. I've not. They, I've not worked on basketball in a little bit. I've really focused on football. And once we get into the season and we get into a routine, I'll probably start mixing in some basketball calls and, and doing some work. But. Listen, yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to shoot really straight right here. Our, our our money this time of year is made in football, and um, we're focused on it. It's it's pretty yeah. locked into football right now. Which I mean, it's probably Jaylen not Reed, the right answer. Justin Reed's son. It's probably not the best answer because we probably need to be covering more basketball, but I just haven't had a chance and been pretty busy with football and getting ready for the season and coverage plans and stuff like that. But we'll get into the season. Like when camp ends on basically Sunday – and they have class starts on Monday. I assume they'll take Monday off. They'll start practicing on Tuesday. They'll get into a, a more routine, and then um, I'll be able to mix in some of that. So it won't be long. I, I, I need to do a better job on basketball. I know that. Yeah. It, they're asking about Jalen Reed specifically. Mm -hmm. um, he had a fantastic summer from everybody that I've talked to, from Rob Cassidy, um, Jamie Shaw. They He blew – you know, I know <laughs> – he blew up. I hope he's okay. He blew up this summer. Mm. But, um, mm. yeah, he moved out to California. Um, he was at Oak Hill. Now he's at, uh, I believe it is Southern California Academy. Um, really good basketball program out there. Um, so who knows? I mean, a lot, of, a lot of times with prospects, if they start getting big-time offers, they might want to take a step back and evaluate. But, yeah, I mean, there's some, some – sentimentality there with, with his father being Justin Reed played at Ole Miss. I mean, Ole Miss is going to be involved um, in it for sure. Um, if you want me to give you some kind of basketball update, you know, Luke, uh, what was his name? Luke uh, Hunger, uh, I believe that's his name. The Canadian from Massachusetts that Ole Miss offered last night. Um, talked with him briefly last night and this morning. Try to talk with him just to kind of touch base and see what Ole Miss is, is talking about. Um, about with him because if you want a basketball update, Ole Miss has really gone big game hunting in basketball and they haven't landed anyone um, 
lot of guys are trimming their list down. Ole Miss is not making any of their top schools list. So um, I think that Ole Miss is probably going to get back to the drawing board at some point and start really figuring out who they want to focus on. And then if they want to know about Nick Cole, I still think it's Ole Miss or Florida State for Nick Cole. Okay. Uh, Soft Verbal brought to you by Billy's Small Batch Bacon. My friend William Stitt has mastered, and I do mean mastered, the art of bacon. Three decades in the restaurant and hospitality uh, business, but bacon is uh, William's passion. He uses bacon that is selected from the finest hogs, hand-turned every two hours in small batches, rubbed with nitrate-free pink curing salt and brown sugar molasses, and it is absolutely fantastic. You can check it out at his Old 27 Grill there in Fairhope, Alabama, or you can order it. Billy'sBacon.com, B-I-L-L-E-S Bacon.com. Order five pounds or more. Use the promo code Rebel Grove, and you get a free Billy's Bacon hat. The bacon is outstanding. We're also brought to you by Alpha Specialties, located at 1670 Highway 80 in Pearl, Mississippi. They are your trailer-specific professional. If you want to haul it, they can call it at Alpha. It's the premium trailer dealership in Mississippi. They've got Load Trail. It's the premium brand trailer, the highest quality utility equipment dump and gooseneck trailer being built today. They've also got Hallmark cargo trailers. They can work with third parties, have game day trailers, concession trailers built just for you. For podcast listeners, they've got spare tires and wheels starting at just $100, a full selection of trailer parts and accessories. They also do all types of repairs on trailers. So give them a call, 601-932-9798, or check them out at Alpha of ms.com also brought to you by muddy water camo go to muddywateroutdoors.com start shopping around as we get closer and closer to the fall and the cold weather i know it sounds crazy in august but trust me time flies it'll be november december before you know it we'll be talking about signing days you'll be out in your uh was i guess like turkey stands and deer stands and stuff like that and you'll want that uh, heated jacket, the free, uh, the my charge portable battery charger that goes in that tri-zone heated jacket or vest. You'll be talking about those. So check it out, muddywateroutdoors.com. And we're brought to you by Joey Erickson at Heron Gear Chevrolet. Let Joey help you find the vehicle you're looking for at a price you can afford. Choose from a full selection of new Chevy vehicles or get a great deal on numerous brands of reliable pre-owned vehicles. Just give him a call or text on his cell, 662 571 2367, tell him what you're looking for. Or stop by 1685 High Street in Jackson to test drive that new or used vehicle you've been wanting and let him earn your business. All right, uh, let's see, Zach. We've got a lot of questions. North Tampa Rebels says, best guest on next football commitment. That's Hurst, right? Yeah. Capital City Reb 18 says, Rank the top four players in Mississippi in order of most likely to flip to Ole Miss. And if not Ole Miss, where do they end up? Hmm. I would assume he means in the 2022 class. Yes, I would assume so. I think that's a fair assumption. All right. Um... Not only flipping, but to Ole Miss. Uh, let's see. People like flips, man. I think the staff likes flips, too. I'd probably go Rodgers first, Travion Williams second, 
Um, hard to find two more. Um, I mean, a wild card, I think uh, J.D. Stewart, linebacker from Greenville Christian, when I spoke with him, he was very high on D.J. Durkin. He says the the communication has, has not stopped. I think that it's just kind of a wait and see right now. Um, Ole Miss has not offered him yet, but, I mean, he's a guy that's um, – put in a lot of work in the weight room. He's up to 230 pounds now. Um, I think they're going to continue to, to monitor and evaluate him as the season goes on. He had a big game last week and their blowout win over MRA. Um, another chance to impress this week. They play Jackson prep. So I think they're going to continue to monitor him. He's currently committed to Southern Miss. Um, that's probably the top three. I mean, I guess Otis would be fourth. He's committed elsewhere. Um, I do think they're going to be in that until the very end. Um, and I think Otis, I don't, you know, he didn't say this to me. This is just my opinion. I think that he likes the idea of staying in state and playing with some of these other guys. But again, it's Alabama. It's hard to say no to Nick Saban. Um, that's probably the top four. Okay. Uh, no, no Branson Robinson in there. <laughs> I'm not even going to get into nothing against Vibe and Reb's question. I just don't want to get into 2023 guys right now. There's too much to get to. Um, they're, they're, they're in on guys, but it's just so early to say who they're truly in on. And without putting a whole bunch of pressure on this, and Zach, you feel free to tell me I'm crazy. A lot of it depends on whether they do or don't get Arch Manning, and I think we're going to know that in March or April at the latest. Mm-hmm. I think you'll know whether Ole Miss gets Manning or not. And if they do, that's going to put them in on some guys that – they might not otherwise truly be in on, and if they don't, then they'll have to sort of pivot a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, P. Willie 43 says, if Ole Miss wins nine games, do you think there are some highly ranked kids that Ole Miss has, that we, the fans, have no idea about right now that Ole Miss signs? Um, the importance of winning a bunch of games. It, it is one of the things that really gets debated yeah. Can I try and answer Man. that real quick? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Let's say you start 5-1 and one and that LSU game rolls around in mid-October. I don't know the exact date on that. I should, but I don't. But here, I'll tell you. It is October 23rd. Let's say Ole Miss beats Louisville, Austin P, Tulane, loses to Alabama, beats Arkansas, beats Tennessee. So they're 5-1, and one, okay? Five and one. Very when, possible. Yeah, sure. When uh, LSU comes to town, big national game, lots of hype. They obviously try to get a lot of kids to come, a lot of kids to watch. Is it conceivable that at that point, because you're winning and you have some some oomph to you, that a guy would go, you know what, I kind of like that place, and take show some interest and show up for a visit and love it and fall in love and it flips his recruiting. Yes. Would that same kid immediately go, okay, let's just say for kicks and giggles, okay? Let's say mm-hmm. Ole Miss, let's say they, they, they finish with losses to Auburn, Texas A&M, and Mississippi State down the stretch, okay? That same kid doesn't go, ah, you know what, nah, they lost those games, I'm done. It's still yeah. about people. Does the winning maybe get guys to pay attention to you? Yes, but... Losing in and of itself doesn't necessarily cost you players, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no. I mean, losing makes it harder for you to get those players to pay attention to you. 
But if they get off yeah. to a hot start, you could catapult that hot start into a really good class in December, even if you didn't finish great. Yeah. I'm not sure if I made I mean, any per- sense. No, it makes sense. I was, a perfect example was last year. Almost lost the game against Alabama. But it was on a national stage, and they got a ton of people's attention with that game, even though they lost. So it de- I think if you're talking wins and losses, it depends on how you look in those wins and losses. I think if Ole Miss is winning nine games, Matt Corral has a, a banner year, maybe gets invited to New York. He has some kind of remarkable season where he throws you know, 3,800 yards and 40 touchdowns or something. I mean, yeah, they're going to get on some – some really highly ranked kids that are like, you know what? I'm going to go visit there. I'm going to go take official just to go see what it's all about because they're obviously having fun. They're winning. A lot of guys are putting up numbers. I'll go check it out. But it might be a bit of a cop out here, Neil, but I'll say if, if you're a subscriber to rebelgrove.com, you pretty much know all the highly ranked kids that they're recruiting. Yes. I mean, if you want some names, I mean, we've already talked about Luther Burton. They go, they go nine and three. Braylon Sanders, has 40, 1,400 receiving yards and a bunch of touchdowns, Luther Burden's probably going to give him another look. Um, Jaheim Singletary, the defensive back out of Florida, maybe he wants to come take an official. That that's Those are some of the highly ranked guys that I think, you know, those five-star top ten national players that, you know, hey, I, I'll go down to Oxford and see what it's all about. Who's the weirdest of you and me between the two of us in a funny, goofy, complimentary way, of course? I'm pretty weird. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm pretty weird too. I mean, I cover recruiting. That's weird enough. But you're one of the few people who covers recruiting who actually has like people skills. Because <laughs> a lot of people who really I'm, cover recruiting don't have great people skills. Not all, but a lot. Like they, <laughs> they, they, they don't, they don't, they can't take social cues. Yeah. Uh, Landshark Lenny. This is off recruiting, but we'll ask it anyways. Not a bad question. Top five road SEC games to visit with family. Is they're taking our two high school daughters to Auburn this October. Want them to see other college towns and campuses, et cetera. Um, yeah. All right. I like Top this question. Five. I think you got can it. Be any, yeah, can it be any SEC school? Yeah, all, all five. Any SEC game. I think you got to go before you before you leave this earth. If you like college football, I do think you have to go to a game in Baton Rouge. Yeah, that's that's night game. That's one, yeah, preferably a night game. But you need to go to a game in Baton Rouge. It's a different deal. I would I would caution. I would stay on campus. I wouldn't go around the town of Baton Rouge. No, no, absolutely, because Baton Rouge can get pretty squirrely. Um, I would try to make inroads with locals and or fans so you can eat really well because that's that enhances the experience. If you make friends with LSU fans, they will feed you until you can't eat anymore. That's true. I would say Georgia, Athens is a fantastic college town. Yep. Um, Sanford Stadium is really cool. Um, the only two that I haven't been to are Missouri and A&M. Uh, I would say South Carolina. Columbia mm-hmm. is a really fun town. I love Columbia. The Vista area is really cool. Really good uh, food scene. They've got some really nice cocktail um, menus at some bars. Um, I think Fayetteville's nice. Dixon Street's really cool. Yeah, it's a cool town. It's way over there, as you know. Yep. Um, 
but it's a it's a fun town. Um, I've never really thought I get a lot. Of, I've never really thought their football experience was like off the charts or anything. It's fine. I, I, yeah, it's just okay. If you're going to a road basketball game, I would put I would put Arkansas up at the top of the list. It's a fun place to go okay. to a basketball game. Um, I get a lot of pushback on this. I've been to Gainesville a bunch of times. I've enjoyed my time in Gainesville, and really? I think that they have a really good food scene. I, I like the games at Ben Hill Griffin, the Swamp, whatever. But I'm not a big Gainesville person. I, one of the best meals I've ever had, the top in Gainesville, is a really good restaurant. Hmm. Um, yeah, I thought it was fine. I've, I've been as a student and as an adult, and I had a good time both both times. I like or both scenarios. This is probably just the journalist in me. I like pregames, and so I like LSU's pregame. I love Auburn's pregame. Um, the the Eagle is worth if you're going to go get there early enough to see the Eagle. It's kind of cool, and the fans Auburn's Auburn's just cultish enough to make stuff like that kind of cool. But they're not so cultish that you you're almost scared for your life. Um, Auburn's a good town. Auburn's a cool town. A couple handful of great restaurants. Um, pregame. That's another thing you talk about pregame. Um, Games at Williams Bryce in at South Carolina. I mean, you know, even, even when they're not good, they go to those games, and so the stadium environment is is awesome. And the whole space I see, two thousand one, is really cool. Sandstorm is is cool when they get the towels going. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of anywhere else that we missed. I mean, All right, here's a good question. Um ninety eight rebel says. More of a discussion question. He says, Luke, referring to Matt Luke, took a lot of criticism for recruiting misses in the 2019 class, rightfully so in some cases. However, in hindsight, outside of uh, Kobe Dean, uh, Byron Young, Derek Hall, there haven't been many contributors to other SEC programs. They did seem to hit on a few solid SEC-level contributors, i.e. A.J. Finley, Sam Williams, Nick Broker, excuse me, Jeremy James, etc., he says, it seems that Kiffin and his staff are also offering several prospects with no ranking and or three-star prospects with light offer sheets. Do the staffs have similar approaches from an evaluation standpoint? I realize the size-speed ratio part of the equation, but what should the expectations be moving forward post-COVID? All right, I'm, I'm going to be fair here because I think this is a fair question. There have been yeah. a few times that from a pure ratings standpoint, and you and I know this, and I shouldn't say this out loud as a rivals guy, but I don't necessarily – I'm not hostage to rankings and ratings. No. I do pay attention to offer sheets. Yeah, um, exactly. But I, there have been a, a number of guys that, that, have, that have signed that fans have gotten super excited about that I'm like, you know, if the, same, if the old staff had signed that guy, they'd be bitching about it. Is that fair? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think Kiffin obviously has a lot more cachet than Matt Luke. Um, yeah, for sure. The one caveat here is that Matt Luke and that staff recruited pre-COVID pandemic. So a lot of guys that might have lighter offer sheets or they're not ranked in large part because of COVID to where either people haven't seen them play or they haven't gone to a camp because they didn't have camps. Um, and then, you know, like in Talik Robbins' case last year, he, he didn't have a senior season. They didn't play high school football in Philly, so he didn't have any tape to put up there to have an argument to get bumped up to a four-star. So um, 
maybe that's a cop-out answer, but yeah, I mean, I think that people might give Kiffin a little longer of a leash or more of a benefit of the doubt when they're signing a guy that's a five, six, three star, as opposed to when Matt Luke and that staff were doing it. Do I think Kiffin and this staff are better evaluators of talent? Yeah. But yeah, that's a fair question. Um, Cause yeah, I mean the, the, the former staff did hit on some really those, those examples they gave right there. I mean, I think AJ Finley has a shot to be an all sec player. I think Jeremy James is going to play in the NFL. I think Nick Broker is going to play in the NFL. Um, so yeah, I mean, they've, they've hit on some guys that were passed by other programs, but yeah, I'm with you. It's offer sheets. And especially when you see an official offer being extended to someone, that's what you pay attention to because there's camp offers, there's, you know, unofficial visit offers, but an official offer, that's something to pay attention to. And then where do they officially visit is huge. I know you've got a couple more bills to pay, so I'll ask this question and then give your answer on the other side. Okay. The lack Jay Reezy twenty three says the lack of big time wide receivers trying to jump on board is puzzling to me. What are your thoughts? So on the other side of this, tell us what you think. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing that's not puzzling is that if you need uh your home or business protected, uh, you want to give Protection Unlimited a call. The Mid-South's leader in commercial and residential alarm security. Wayne Lowry and his team have been serving the greater Memphis and North Mississippi area for 40-plus years, and they would love to get your business and or family protected today. Cutting-edge security, survey, uh, video surveillance options, monitoring 24-7-365. Call them at 901-754-6510 or email them at info at protectionunlimited.com. Podcast also brought to you by Bluff City Advisory Group, Memphis's leading team of finance professionals, former Ole Miss Rebel and founding partner Ben Still. Um, he and his elite level customer service team make it their goal to help you meet the ongoing demands of your financial needs. Find more about Bluff City Advisory Group at bluffcityadvisory.com. Soft Herbal also brought to you by the Barry Home Team. If you're wanting to build wealth with your real estate or you're just looking to change your address, um, look no further than the Barry Home Team. Um, you know, real estate has changed dramatically over the last couple of years. You've got terms like cash offers, wholesale offers, escalation clauses, uh, iFinder, buyer registry, all of that. If you don't know what any of that means, it's all good. You can call the Barry Home Team. They will do their best to help you buying, selling, investing, all of that, answers and the options that will help you make the best decision. Call them at 901-481-6420. After you've talked to the Barry Home Team, go ahead and call Saddle Creek Title, the Mid-South's leader in client-focused, innovative closing solutions. Neil Han and his team are dedicated to going the distance to ensure the ease and growth of your real estate business. Call them 901-753-1600 or check them out at saddlecreektitle.com. Podcast also brought to you by Transamerica Insurance. They are rated best term uh, life insurance company in 2020 by Forbes. They offer 10, 20, and 30-year term life insurance catered to your individual needs. Call Drew Moak at 601-953-8449, licensed in Mississippi, Tennessee, and Texas, among others, and he can help you get started today. Lastly, um, podcast brought to you by Davis McCord State Farm. If you're looking for good neighbor service and surprisingly great insurance rates, uh, look no further than Davis McCord and the folks at State Farm. He's your one-stop shop in Tennessee and Mississippi for the service you deserve at the price you want. Call him, 901-755-6110 for your surprisingly great rates today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Um, 
so yeah, I, there was some couple threads. I think it was this week or maybe it was the uh, over the weekend about the lack of big time receivers. Um, I don't think that it's. I don't think it's of any concern right now. I mean, I think a lot of it. Um, the more I talk to prospects, the more I hear kids wanting to wait to decide after their senior season. Um, there are some that want to get it up, get it over with to where it's in the rear view. They can focus on playing and being a high school senior, but some are, are wanting to not even worry about it and just play and, you know, basically do it the opposite way. Um, I do think that with, you know, they have, uh, two committed right now, Marquez Dorch and Larry Simmons. Um, Taylor Groves, we've talked about it at length. Um, he's being recruited as a defensive back. Um, I think they're going to be in. We already talked about Antonio Williams. Luther Burden is somebody that's a long shot, but if they get him on campus, who knows? But, yeah, I mean, I think, again, this season is going to help them recruit. They're going to be able to show what this offense can do year two with Matt Corral and then everybody coming back on the offense. So I think it's just going to be – something that's going to recruit itself. And yeah, I mean, I think it's mostly just this particular group of prospects or um, just taking their time and wanting to take visits later on. Um, Irish Rebels says, it's been said Kiffin is not in a hurry for early commitments. What would be the reasoning for that? Many of the big boys start stacking classes early, leaving space for moves closer to the signing day. Do you think Kiffin thinks this way to set up a big signing day of flips? No. Uh, nah, I mean, I think, I think if they, mostly... I think if a bunch of five-star kids were lined up wanting to commit to them right now, they'd take their commitment. I mean, it, it <laughs> yeah, it's still really early in his tenure. Um, it's also really early in his non-COVID tenure. Yeah, where kids could visit. Is... You got to remember they they didn't they couldn't visit till June one. It's yeah. it's just the middle of August. I, I get the question. No, I don't. I don't think he's setting up for a big dramatic flippity day. With no, I, I don't. I just. But they also don't just take anyone. And like you said, and you're right. Some some kids want to see more, and then the big time kids have bigger offers right now. I mean, yeah, I get that everybody's excited about Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss, and you should be. They're they're definitely going in the right direction. They if you're out at the practice field, and I have been, they look much more like an SEC team. But to ignore what Lane Kiffin says about depth is is uh, is a mistake. When he talks about, hey, the depth's not here yet. When mm-hmm. Ole Miss takes the field with second teamers and third teamers, they don't look like the elite SEC programs. And it's going to yeah. take time to get there. And this is going to be a process. It just isn't going to happen overnight. That's that's I I, I couldn't. It's like I get a, a question sometimes, and people mean well. They'll say, "I'll get an email or a direct message or something." Hey, give me a scenario for eleven and one. I'm like, there is no scenario for eleven and one. <laughs> give me a scenario for ten and two. I'm like, no. I mean, literally everything possible goes your way, and everything possible goes against the people that you're playing. That's it. Yeah. I mean, I'll say. Nine and three, you can start making arguments. But even that, and we talked about this on the show this morning, even that, I mean, you're pushing it. I think this is an eight and four team. I do. I think eight and four is is the single most likely outcome. And if I were to have told you 
two years ago in the immediate aftermath of Elijah Moore getting flagged for the fake pee thing, that, hey, in two years, you're going to be an eight and four program going back to a New Year's Day Bowl for the second year in a row. You would have looked at me and said, you are smoking dope. Yeah. You, you would have said, no, more, more than that. You'd have been like, what are you? You are popping acid. I mean, you are out of, you're, you're, you're out of, out of your mind. And that's where they are. And I just, I just think it's a process sometimes. And, and recruits, you don't just walk in and, and start recruiting five-star kids. It just, it just doesn't happen. Here's, a, here's another thing. I, and this is very unique to this cycle. Maybe a lot of kids out there want to see what a game is like with a full stadium. They didn't get to see it last year. 20% capacity, 30 40%. Um, bowl games weren't really full capacity. There's probably some some prospects out there that, hey, I want to take visits and go see games, and I want to see a full crowd. I want to see what's the environment, what's the vibe like at a game. I want to see, a, you know, especially with Ole Miss, I want to see what the Grove is like. Because these kids are young. They, they, you know, they're all born in, you know, help me out here with math. I mean, I guess what? born in like 2000 whatever i mean they, they're young i mean they, they don't know about born oh, in, when the grove when eli oh, manning was there yeah, you know? these these are kids born in 03 04 these are kids these are kids yeah caroline my, my my youngest my youngest daughter just just started her freshman year she was born in 03 so these are kids born in typically born in september of 03 through june or july yeah. of 04 yeah, so they don't even know about Eli Manning playing at Ole Miss. So they maybe a lot of them just want to see it for themselves. They want to go see what Alabama's like. They want to see what Ohio State's like. They want to, you know, I, that's something that could be a huge factor with, with a lot of prospects is, hey, I didn't get to see it last year, so I want to go see it. Okay, uh, last couple ones. We've been we've probably stayed a lot longer than you needed to stay. Um, let's see. Kids, no. We talked about Otis. Is there a recruit in this class who's the best recruiter? It's probably Taylor Groves. Um, he's probably the the most active on Twitter. Um, talking to other prospects, recruiting uh, via Twitter. Um, I talked to him last week and he was very adamant about trying to not just recruit guys from Tennessee or Mississippi. I mean, he's talking about, you know, Hey, we want to recruit everybody. We want to recruit the best athletes, no matter where they're from. Um, I did see this question. I liked it. Um, and I have a, an answer for the, the current player. That's the best recruiter. Okay. And it might be obvious because he's the face of the program, but, Matt Corral, and not just because of what he does on the field, is probably the poster boy for who you look to to say, you know what, Ole Miss is, looks like a good place to go because of the maturation from when he arrived under the previous staffs and then to where he is now and to see how different he is you know, from freshman year to now, from last year to now. goes about – you guys are there in person, um, but – Looks to be extremely businesslike, very professional. He handles the media well. He's grown um, up a ton. The, 
He's he's grown, yeah, up, I mean, grown up a ton. He really has, for sure. Well, y'all talk y'all talk about it all the time. It, he had a foot out the door looking at Oregon. Could have easily gone. Yeah. Could have easily gone to the Pac-12 program and been the starter and been on a really good team that has an outside shot at the playoff. The Pac-12, yeah. they should run away with it. For he sure. could have gone, but he didn't. Um, that's your guy that if you're wanting to point to a current player to, sh- to show to recruits, this is what can happen if you come to Ole Miss and where he is now. I mean, after the whole fight in the Egg Bowl, I don't think anybody thought that evening that he would be a guy that has a shot at getting drafted in the first round. All right, last one. GJG23 wants to know, if Man City can't acquire Harry Kane, does Man City get relegated? The Spurs dominated them last Sunday. They did. It's kind of amazing. one nothing Spurs yeah. win with no Harry Kane in the game. Massive upset. Man City winless on the season. No points headed towards relegation. Your thoughts? <laughs> I don't think that Man City is going to be remotely close to relegation. Um, they, they do look like a completely different team without Kevin DeBruyne out there. Um, People are kind of freaking out about, you know, well, we just, they just signed Jack Graylish. Like, why is he not doing, you know, that's not his game. He's not a striker that's going to go out and score three goals in a match. I mean, he's a guy that's going to play in the middle of the field, going to set up things. Um, No, they're going to be fine. I mean, Pep is, is a manager that has a really good way of, putting guys in position to succeed. Um, he, he's been great with, with De Bruyne, and I think that he'll be fine with, with Jack Graylish, and he'll create tons of opportunities. I, I'm not worried about Man City. Um, yeah, it'll be all right. Yeah, Man City gets that win over uh, – it Man City or Man U got the win over FC Richmond at the end of the season, and ever since then – Oh, City. Oh, City, yeah. They get the win over FC Richmond, and star player gets on a – celebrity show and next thing you know it's all gone to hell yeah i was i was, I was a house divided in that episode <laughs> all right we'll uh we'll stop there um appreciate everybody uh being with us sorry about last week but sometimes life happens we uh we'll be back next week sometime probably thursday that seems to be the best day uh with another edition of the soft verbal podcast presented by the college corner don't forget collegecornerstore.com Head there and um, best selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. So head there and do us a favor and buy your gear at College Corner. We would appreciate it. For Zach, I'm Neil. Until next time, take care. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.